quick because um I'm studying for my state exam. Um but some of you know I, I am going through some problems with the Geico insurance. But here's here's one of the things that came up. So there's something that's called the principle of indemnity, and I can't go back. Oh my gosh. There's something called the principle of indemnity, which means that they are supposed to make you whole, but you cannot profit from from a loss, right? So, but one of the key phrases that came out in, in the definition, and um, I was meaning to come on here and share it with you, but I've been a little bit busy and I wanted to, to put stuff together, but this will make sense for when I come back and because we we still I still have to hear back from the Department of Insurance, um, and it takes them twenty one days to investigate. So we're still in that timeline where we're still in the first ten days of when they contact me and the insurance company, and then twenty one days of it of an um investigation. But here's here's the key phrase that is said. For the principle of indemnity, which means that they have to make you back whole, it's limited to the to the um to the, I guess, like the claim limit or the loss limit. So, for example, my, um, the, the person who hit my car, he only had a, I think, like a $5,000 um, limit for, for his coverage, right? So even though my out-of-pocket expenses were $7,200, um, because uh, my insurance company called me back they reached out to Geico to find out like you know why are you not reimbursing her you never told her what her limit was which is a big problem you guys I think that I've been thinking about you know like for example my niece is about to be on the road if if my family or friends ever have any future accidents I would say absolutely get yourself a lawyer like point blank period because they play so many games but I feel like um not only do do they need to tell you what the um daily rate is if you're going to rent a vehicle but also the other thing too is that um you need to find out what the limit is right because understand they're not going to pay you more than you know so if if they're insured their client only has coverage for like in my case 5000 so they only paid me 3800 and According to them, but legally they can do this in California. So I, I need you to understand this. Legally in California, they don't have to pay you more than... Um, well, for Geico, they're not going to pay you more than 50 So on the low end, they'll pay $45 a day. But on the high end, they'll pay you 50 So they paid me 50 which is their max, for the 72 days, which came out to 3800 3, Um, Even though... I had to come out of pocket and pay seven thousand two hundred. Um, the where they're gonna have problems is that they never told me that it would only be forty five dollars a day, which would have been a huge problem. Another interesting thing too, I'll I'll throw this in, and then I want to get back to my exam. Was um, she said that remember I was talking about how it seemed unfair because I drive a Chevy Camaro and. Not only that, when you go to like Hertz or Enterprise, you there's they don't have any cars listed for $45. The lowest economy, like Versa, small two-door hoopty kind of car that you can rent 
starts off at $54 before taxes and um, for you to rent it for the daily rate. So they told me, and remember I told you all, after, after I went to the second card um, rental place, it was at that moment she knew that car insurance is the section eight of vehicle rentals because um when I talked to my insurance company, I was like, you can't even rent a car for $45, let alone $50. Like the lowest you can rent is 54. And she's like, well, what we normally do is we will go into a contract like they have their contract companies that they connect with. But it was funny. I will tell you as the person who was on the other end of things, like I said, when I went to those locations, as soon as you say you're there for your insurance, they're like, oh, nope, our fleet is full. We don't have cars available because it's to their disadvantage for you to give them a car um, for because they know that the most they're going to get from that car for that rental is $50 a day, even though their lowest car starts at 54 So when um after the, they sent me to the third company, which was Hertz, and she was like, yeah, I, I, um, I even asked her to up it. Well, knowing what I know now on the back end of things, when she said we even tried to up it, they moved it from $45 to $50 a day. Well, yeah. And so then it's kind of funny, too, because if you if you understand life is business, then if I if I had a contract with Geico and I was enterprise and Hertz, I would only have like maybe three cars in my fleet you know, that fell in that category. So when they were telling me that all the cars that they wanted to rent out, and even if they quote unquote increased the price, it wasn't that they were trying to figure out when the next car is available. They were trying to, they moved it from a $45 car to a $50 car. And so then that's when they were telling me it would be eight days before that that vehicle would be available to me and we were going into holiday weekend. So you have to, when you understand things from a business perspective, there's that part of it. But yeah, p- understand if you get into a car accident, I would say there's several things. I will have a, a more specific formula, but I would say if I'm not, if, if the other person is at fault, I'm getting a lawyer. I'm not, in the future, you're not going to play games with me. I'm just, just going to be cutthroat. I, I can't, you know, school of hard knocks. Um, but, but if you're going to try to do stuff on your own, I would say, understand how much they're going to pay, you know, because you're going to have out of pocket expenses. Thankfully, and I, I say this a lot. I thank mother divine that I was renting from my parents. So, I mean, they're not going to be like, oh, well, you still, I was 45 or whatever, what have you, or something like that. It's, it's a wash right? Um, and it's, it's within the family. Thankfully, I didn't rent a car from my, from my, from a friend, because if I'm telling them that I'm in a contract, which they had me mail in a, you know, email in a contract saying how much I was going to pay per, per day, the daily rate that my friend, if I, if that was a friend, quote unquote friend, they could have taken me to court because I sent them a contract saying that, I'm going to pay this on a daily rate. And it's messed up too because um, I will definitely let you guys know after the 21 days of the investigation what happens because 
they never told me in writing and or verbally and they record everything so it's only a matter of time um for it for it to come out they never told me that there was a 45 day limit because I would have been having kittens my mom has this term it's like when you have when you start to have kittens it's like sometimes we'll laugh about it because sometimes we can see like people get really um upset and we're like look there's little kittens everywhere because they're just like meow meow like purr like just right so I would have been having kittens from Jump Street but the thing is when they had me mail that contract in the from day one um, somebody should have called me and been like, ma'am, we have no intention of of paying your daily rate. You're going to have to come out of pocket for everything above $45 a day. But they let me continue to incur the expense for 76 days with no, and I had called them a couple times because I was like, is there any way you can, you know, give me installment payments like every two weeks because I am coming out of pocket? And they're like, no, 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 you know, just wait until... You know, everything is done so we can just send you one check. So I'm like, okay, cool. I mean, it would have been nice to get biweekly payments to to offset the what I'm coming out of pocket. But um, yeah, this that has to do with the principle of indemnification, right? So the that is predicated on you not making profit from for example, like with my car getting um hit, which is crazy because um the I think what it is is they sent me a check for loss of property or something like that, but it technically should be for rental. So that limit, the person that his insurance only had like a $5,000 limit. They only gave me 3800 And even if they were to give me the full $5,000, um, I came out of pocket 7200 7, So pff, still, still messed up. No fault of my own. And I, I did kind of go off on the lady a little bit because I was like, I'm being penalized. You know, my car was just parking there perfectly fine on the side of the, the road, not even anywhere close to their house or anything like that. And I'm just here minding my business. And now I'm out of, out of pocket the car my car value went down at least six thousand dollars because I was planning to sell my car last November December and it was selling it was I was getting quotes for twenty and twenty three thousand when I ran the um check again and now mind you I don't it only has fifty five thousand miles so I the mileage is very low on my on my vehicle. It's now the most I can get for it is between sixteen and eighteen thousand. So they're not even recuperating me recuper recouping that lost in value, right? And um they would have had me, all a six foot one me, in a small versa, two door and, oh, this was the other thing I wanted to say and then I'm gonna get off of here because let me finish um do one more question here because I have fifteen minutes before it times me out. It says in California represents the insurance company. Yep. All right. The other thing that they said, too, is remember I was talking about how it should be comparable. So if I drive a Chevy Camaro, I should be able to rent a Chevy Camaro. She's like, no, that's not how the state of California looks at it. What we mean by comparable is that it has to be a vehicle that can get you from A to B. So they don't give a damn if, you know, you wrecked your SUV and you want to rent an SUV. All they care about is can... Is this vehicle, does this vehicle have four wheels and an engine that is operable to get you from point A to B? Like, that's basically how she said it. She was just like, 
What we mean by comparable is it has to have four wheels and engine and get you from A to B. So <laughs> just letting you know, if you ever get in a car accident and you feel like, you know, you drive a SUV or a sports vehicle or, or luxury vehicle or whatever, what have you. Yeah, no. So I would say those three things. Um, next time, definitely get a lawyer. Understand how much the daily rate is. Understand that you're going to have to come out of pocket. Get an understanding of what their their claim loss limit is because they're going to really try to lowball you. Another thing too, um, if you ever end up doing the same thing that I did where you send in a contract, I would say like what they will try to hassle you, haggle you with is like, oh, well, how much of this is, how much of the daily rate is taxes and insurance and mileage? And then they'll tell you like, oh, well, we don't normally pay for taxes or insurance or mileage. Even though when you go to rent a car, everybody knows that you have the daily rate and then they add 8.75% tax. Plus you pay for you. Um, It's usually like a hundred miles per day are included. So God forbid, like if I had to drive to my job in Los Angeles, about 60 miles away, one way, that's 120 miles. So I would have been having to come out an additional, you know, God forbid I go drive somewhere to go get lunch or go to the, you know, store on the weekends and stuff like that. Like, so um, it usually covers 100 uh, miles per day. Um, anything overage you had would have to pay for that. And then also usually they they charge you for insurance. So just kind of, I'm just, you know, that has to help somebody. And I would say also, if you're having problems, don't hesitate to contact the California or what we have is um the California Department of Insurance, but I'm sure that every state has it. So just look for your state department of insurance.gov. And then um you can set a, a claim in there and they will you fill out the ticket make sure that you fill out a ticket and it's very detailed like it asks you how much how many days was your car damaged da 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 it's not just a regular customer service one it's like an actual claim ticket and um it takes them 10 days for them to get in contact with you and the insurance company and then 21 days of investigation so i my biggest thing is it's kind of funny because i talk about how sometimes i do feel i'm a little bit karmic because I get to call people out on bullshit that the average person cannot. So me taking the time to fill out that stuff and call them out on their bullshit. I understand that I may not get the rest of my out-of-pocket expenses. But they, the Geico needs to be called out on their shit for this. like, Because I, I told the um, insurance person, I said, listen, I I have a means to where I can move around. Thankfully, it was my parents. They're not going to... Be cutthroat. If it was a, a friend and I promised them I was going to pay them a daily rate and it came out to 7200 and I only gave them the 3800 that Geico gave me to reimburse my out-of-pocket expenses, they could take me to court for the rest of it because I signed a contract with that person, right? And then the other thing too was... Um, um Yeah, kind of lost my train of thought a little bit. But yeah, so... It's just it's just wild out in these streets. But yeah, principle of indemnification, you cannot profit. So all of that to say, like, you would think that me trying to profit would be me saying, like, oh, I have a a a Honda Accord and I'm trying to rent a Camaro. Like that to me would be, you know, me trying to get for profit or something like that. But nah, nah. So 
All right, y'all, let me get back to my exam. I just wanted to share that with you. But that's kind of like how you get to understand how insurance works, right? And how to kind of like protect yourself and your assets. Um, What I was saying is that at a minimum, Geico's card is going to get pulled because they did not tell me that it was only $45 a day that they cover. Um, And if this was a single mom, like seriously think about this this single mom right whether she's a widow or whatever have you has to put food on her table right and her car is parked in a legitimate spot there's pictures there it's perfectly on the side of the road it's not sticking out there's nothing jutted out it's just perfectly aligned on the street there right in front of your house we're in a cul-de-sac right so it's it's not even like we have two-way traffic or whatever. And then this neighbor, for whatever reason, slams into your car. How do you get to work, right? Because I even talk about how... Um, can you imagine if I had to go to work? What am I going to do? Tell my boss that I can't go into work for at least eight days until they get me a two-door Versa? Right? For a loss of wages. So if this was a single mom or even like how the average person doesn't even have. I don't know what average person can afford to come out of pocket $7,200. Right? And then get a check for $3,800. Like that's a huge setback in life. How do you recoup that? Like you're getting penalized for for Nothing. That for no fault of your own, that's freaking insane. And I don't know, I, I really do feel bad for other people. I, I know I'm not the only one that they do this to. Um, it, it That is just wicked, y'all. That's that just straight wicked. All right, let me get back to my exam. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye, kids. All right, so um, decided to take the exam one more time tonight. It is 9.55 p.m., but um, I got another question about indemnification, and so I wanted to read part of the definition that's here, just so you have an idea. So it says, um, the question was, to make an insured whole, right? Again, after a loss is referring to, and so that's indemnification. We talked earlier about the principle of indemnification. So it says most health insurance is based upon the principle of indemnity, right? Or making you whole, which states that the purpose of insurance is to restore the insured to the same financial position they were in prior to a loss, but not allow the insured to profit. And so that's very interesting. Um, Obviously, California has its loopholes. Um, When I do talk with the California Department of Insurance and they do their investigation, I'm definitely going to bring up this indemnification thing because, again, I came out of pocket the $7,200 and they decided to just cap it at what their, you know, um, there's a term that was used when I did the first recording and I had already fast forwarded to the next question before I I was like, oh, I should have just stopped and read it. But it talks about it can be also capped at the um amount that that insured is is um covered for right so i use the example of how i i do believe his uh loss was was not more than 5000 um 
And so they cut me a check for 3800 I think we'll see. We'll call it learning curve, right? I would say if they do concede after the Department of Insurance calls, you know, and, and does an investigation, they might cap my return out of pocket at 5000 Um So I'll still be out 2200 But yeah, so it says here, um, and the reason I'm saying that is because if... If you're hearing it the way that I am, it says that they're to restore um, the insured to the same financial position they were prior to loss. So I also talked about how my car value dropped. Um, I was I had looked into selling my car like uh, late last year. And y'all know I, I'm attached to my car, and, you know, but um, that's that's something I have to work through and so with no other thing other than the having two accidents on uh, at this point because the the neighbor slammed into my car the value dropped like what six thousand dollars so this is why I feel like in the future I would just get a lawyer to kind of sort all of this out so it says here Auto and fire policies also follow the same principle, but life insurance is considered to be quote-unquote valued in that the insurer will pay the face amount of the policy upon death, which is why it is said that the life insurance creates an immediate estate upon the death of the insured. So you heard a little bit more about the health aspect, life and health aspect side of things, but I just wanted to share with you the definition of, or the principle of indemnity or principle of indemnification. Um, obviously, there's some little like loophole type stuff to it. Um, I am studying for life and health, but I, I want to say, because at one point I was taking, a, I had taken the certification for um, property and, and casualty loss, PNC. Um, that was a couple years ago. Um, so I'm sure there's just loopholes. I, I just say that to say, something for you to consider um obviously stay tuned because i will have a better understanding i think at the end of the 21 days i'm obviously going to ask questions and um and, and hear them out but i i feel like this is important because i know i'm not the only person who's gotten in you know situations where the other person was at fault and um I don't know. This is just big for me in terms of like protecting my my value and my estates and stuff like that. Um, who knows? Because it, it just depends on how much time I have and when it comes down to even resources. Because if that would mean having like a I don't know like a civil lawsuit or something against you know something like Geico or Department of Insurance or something like that about how you know, their interpretation of the principle of indemnification. It, it can, you know, maybe not this lifetime, but definitely lifetime. I'm going to be like, okay, by the age of seven, I understand the assignment. I need to acquire a lot of funds so I can have, you know, and, and make sure I make friends with lots of lawyers to be like, this is what we going to do. Okay, this lifetime, I'm here to, because I don't think it's fair. Like I said, I don't think it's fair that, they have that loophole here in California that 
even though there's a law of indemnification, the um, it, it's capped to what that insured had on their policy. And that's why I was saying before, too, this is... Um, I wouldn't want my insurance company to do this because now it opens me up to get sued because my legal recourse at this point would be to sue him for the remaining because he was only covered for I'm gonna guess like four thousand shy of five thousand he you know so whatever um Geico doesn't cover I would have to go after him civilly um and so now he's open to to being sued you know um Mm, I don't like that. It makes me... I asked my insurance company if, if that's something they do. And the, the person I was talking with, and I have to do my own um, research on that, but she said that they, it's their policy to inform, you know, who if, if they're... So, obviously, if their party, their client is at fault, and they're covering, like, my rental, then... They are required to tell me what the cap rate is and stuff. And I think with just talking to her, it kind of like made her realize like, yeah, you can't be out here jerking people around and stuff like that. Um, and it was a woman. I found her easier to rationalize with than if it was a, a, a guy. Usually, I don't find to be, I don't know, that's, that's, let's not even go there because um, I've had scenarios where, let me turn off this. Oh, I am sleepy too. Let me see how many. Oh. That's question 19 of 150. Let me go finish taking this one. I wanted to do one more tonight and then tomorrow. Obviously, I'll probably take it like maybe six more times. <laughs> but that's how I do. All right, y'all. I hope this is helpful. I will talk to you later. Bye.